You are now listening to Out of the Blank. 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 Welcome to another episode of Out of the Blank Podcast. I'm here with Arthur Camberg. Hey, hey, everyone. Pleasure that to do. tongue roll was perfect. I'm not doing it again. <laughs> of course, of course. I mean, it's, uh, I, I have a lot of foreign friends. I just usually have them call me Arthur because they're used to it, but you're doing it pretty perfectly. So I usually ask everybody, like, what do, you, what do, they, what do they do? What do they do professionally? But what do you want to talk about? Like, I think that's a better question. Uh, well, I, I was actually thinking about it because, because as I was browsing, you have such a wide array of topics. And well, while you found me through my D&D page, then actually I think one of the topics I most enjoy talking about myself and, and, uh, and also what I do professionally, I do interviews and my, my always my uh, focus of my interviews is uh, how people came to do what they're doing and how to find your calling in life and also like um well my interviews are mostly with you know 20 something successful people who have done something in their area and i ask them how was it how what kind of difficulties have they overcome and i try to always uh, mainly because i'm i've struggled with it a lot in my own life i always try to find this answer and provide guidance for other young people about how they can you know come up with how they can find themselves and how they can start life and and you know kind of uh, there is a lot of psychology involved but I think I'd be really interested to see get your take on this because you they like you talk with so many people who do their own thing and I think you may have uh, like uh, in your head you may get this kind of an interesting pattern of what what what's the common denominator in all these people who do their own thing who have found their own thing this is what fascinates me at least you know on a personal level i got a few things i'd like to hit on about that see because i feel like our formats are a little bit similar but you just hit a certain age group or a niche Mm -hmm. the thing is like i never really liked the word interview even though some of them can end up being that so you're you're more hitting it from like a more professional view mine's like if you want to end up talking about bigfoot we can go down that road <laughs> of course but, um, it's it's just i think there's a thing about us all and i think you probably see it yourself just with the podcasting format but with your format in general like um hitting an age group of 22 year olds i have two sides of the spectrum i really kind of view on that i really appreciate that someone's looking towards a younger audience and trying to show especially older people older generations that have a really corrupted view of what some 20 year olds are like putting them all in the same category and not looking at them as individuals um Mm -hmm. i've been told many times like i look like a punk i look like whatever but then someone gets to actually hear me talk and hear me speak and they couldn't understand that somebody my age could be thinking this way no benefit yeah. of my own. It's just a thing that people get from watching or observing. I'm the, in no way an Albert Einstein, and I'm in no way you know, better than anybody my own age. I'm in no way better than anybody in the world. But I really like listening to people and watching and understanding because you get to soak up a lot of information. I think looking at both sides of the spectrum. 
Now, that's the positive side of what I see with your work. The negative side is I really don't like that a lot of podcasts or interview type things aim at a certain group, like, you know, um, uh, single ladies meet only empowerment for women, whatever podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, wait, hold on a second. When we start doing that, we're no better than what we've been trying to destroy for so long, which is this putting people in groups and classifications. I mean, you're just changing it up and you're giving a more of a positive spin on it, but it ends up turning into this giant movement where now we can only have these certain people in a group and these certain people. Like if you're only doing 22 year olds, it's like, then you're limiting so many other people out there. I mean, you, you do got to understand there's an age thing with it, which I do. And I really appreciate, like I was looking through your podcast. I really love it. I couldn't read any of the language. I don't know <laughs> what that was, but um, it shows really character too but i feel like we're all people and we all deserve the power to have a conversation and that's what yeah, i really for sure show. i i absolutely agree with you and this is the thing that i have i have kind of ignored the the um we've usually had that the guests are 20 to 29 so i've kind of ignored that because i i agree with you we all have our stories this kind of a a limitation sort of comes from because i'm uh, i managed to uh you know get funding to it so it has to have a format uh, to be you know as a, you, you could sell it as a product so this is why it has this kind of a focus yeah. and, and also also probably because um, because you know mostly mostly people who are looking for themselves who may feel lost in their lives who are looking for this kind of guidance and maybe inspiration like what other people are doing they are mostly young but one of the most interesting things i've discovered you know, uh, observing my own parents and 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 other people, because uh, I have I have two interview jobs. One is the podcast. The other one is just for the general uh, Estonian uh, Estonian. I don't know how to call it state radio. And there I interview people of all ages. And what I come across is that uh, middle middle this kind of thing, what we call middle age crisis, is just another puberty. You know, you have your kids have grown up. You have reached uh, a, some sort of stability, probably in your relationships, probably in your work. You've proven yourself, and and there is this, there is this. I I, I really like uh, this this idea that uh, that we all need problems to live. We think we want to get rid of them, and but but when we actually do get rid of them, we feel empty. We don't have anything to solve. We don't have children to raise. We don't have work goals. We've kind of got everything. So you have to reinvent yourself. What you're saying is, without pressure, we can't have diamonds, which is true. It's, no. Well, well, well. It, it, and let me hear me out here. Yeah, yeah, of course. When it comes to people, we need conflict in our everyday life. Um, mm -hmm. that's just a sad thing. I always said that from just from observing myself, when we don't have conflict, when we don't have that slight, like something didn't go right in our plan for the day. Like if you had a plan to go to the beach and it decided to rain, um, but if that conflict never happened, if you just had a boring, bland day, you would come home and look for that. You would look for that conflict. So you would turn on television and what was there? It was usually a reality television show. If you're from the States. Um, Jersey Shore was really popular. People loved watching that. They loved the mm -hmm, aggression. Mm -hmm. They loved people screaming at each other, you know, fighting, spraying yeah. their skin orange. It was something about that that gave you this necessity in the back of your head where you got that conflict, you got that feed. Because 
what we're doing as people is yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. we're becoming very isolated. Um, as much as technology has connected us together, as much as it's really kind of brought us all together, it's actually really torn us apart. We've isolated ourselves from like family dinners, from doing things with real connection with real people, bringing in what I call false connectivity. I've repeated it over and over again. So for some of the listeners out there that have listened to it before, I won't repeat myself, but you brought up a good thing. You said that, you know, this, it's this puberty, this thing that's growing. So many kids our age and so many kids younger are, they're growing up in a world now that is completely changed from what it used to be like back in the day. You know, I hear so many times, you know, grandparents or parents, but like, get a job, get a job. I'm like, you don't know how hard it is now. Like, yeah. Back in the day when, you know, World War II, whatever, when you were around, there were a lot of jobs because a lot of people were dead. So they were trying to fill up a lot of positions. So they, they come from that mindset. And, you know, your parents are like, I don't want you to do what I did in the 80s or whatever, you know, just screwing off on school and partying and doing whatever. Like you're, the parents try and invest themselves into their kids. And that becomes a big issue because – the kids need to adapt to a new platform and they can't work with the old methods that our parents or grandparents try and instill into us. There's good work value there, obviously, when it comes to getting a job and making sure you have that safety net. But it seems like in this world of technology and the mass production and creativity of what everything we have, um, just being able to become an entrepreneur or create something and leave your job can get you fame and can get you money quickly. Can it, though? I've talked to so many entrepreneurs and so many people that literally took that leap of faith doing that, doing something they decided they wanted to do that I actually full on believe it. Do I think everyone has that a mindset to? No, I think a lot of people give up. But I think that it can become something. See, what I try and do is I try and have faith in people, which can be mm -hmm. a, di a difficult thing because people every single time, like I do say that, you know, and I will reinstate it, people do suck. It's, it's, it, I suck, you suck at all. It just, it, 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 hear me out when I say it. Yeah. The outer surface of us sucks. The one we choose to go out into the world and expose to other people, the one that ignores everybody that chooses self checkout, that does all these things. The inner, the inner person that I get to talk to, the one I'm talking to right now, you one-on-one -on -one, in a conversation for an hour or however, however long it goes, the one I can truly get out when I can hear your voice click up about something you're passionate about, about things, your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions, the real you, not the autopilot person that me, you, everybody displays out into the world because we're too afraid for interaction. I'm just, I'm tired of seeing it. Like if, if you ask me how my day's going and you keep on walking, I'm not going to answer you because you don't care. You're just, you just, you're just doing it to talk. You're just doing it to, cause that's a thing. That's what we're supposed to do is just say, hi, you don't actually have to listen to the person. It, it creates so much pull and push emotions between people. It's just so difficult to understand. God, God, I really, I really love your crusade. Uh, if I may call it that way, your crusade of, of bringing people back together and, 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 enabling them to see each other again uh, what you said about this how are you doing thing uh, in Estonia Estonians are uh, I'm from Estonia uh, for the background we're in the Baltics uh, next to Finland next to Russia um, really small country uh, we are known for being really really straightforward it is beginning to change because of the we, there's so much you know globalization and outer influence but but if you ask an Estonian, how are you doing? They will start to tell you how they are doing. 
and this is this is something that Estonians oftentimes say when they go abroad that that you know England U, uh, USA that people are very uh, liberate with with this kind of terms and there's a lot of you know fake politeness or some yeah. things that I've I've uh, I went to Japan a few years ago and I was you know everything everyone is so polite everyone is uh, and I, I was I was taken aback I was like wow why can't we have manners like this because Estonians are known to be this kind of you know strict polite no manners and 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 I was I was I was admiring that and I and I had spent in Japan, in Tokyo about ten days and I got there was this something that was just eating me from the inside and I couldn't put my finger on it and I realized I was in a, in, a, in a city of 10 million people I was so lonely there was no one everyone was willing to talk to me everyone was like arigato gozaimasu arigato gozaimasu that and that but but there was never a, a genuine human connection and if you lack that you can be surrounded by millions of people but still feel lonely so I very much sympathize with with what you're trying to do and and where you're aiming it's uh I think it's I think it's crucial, and and it's a it's a pleasure to hear as you say that that you know you mentioned that uh, a podcast uh, guest's voice might light up when they talk about something passionate. I just heard your voice light up, and that was, uh, I mean, I have I, I sure wish that I can also contribute to the same goal that you have. Well, my goal is just to get people to talk. Like you said, crusade made me feel like a knight. I will be honest. I, <laughs> I do feel like a shining knight. But I, what you said, the the best. Um, I used to work around or at a hotel, and we used to get foreign students that would come in off, um, you know, for study, for school. They would come over here for the summer, mm -hmm. party, drink, do all this, make money, and go back home. And from Bulgarians, Romanians, all these different things – I was talking to them and after a while they were they looked a little bit down and I was always the type of person and they've even accredited me with this. They said, You're a real person. I said, What do you mean? They say, We know when you ask about our day, you actually care. America, a lot of people here are two faced, fake people. And I said, I know. Thank you for somebody else seeing it because it's an outside view looking in. What happens is America is suffering from a really, really a problem when it comes to it's got to be me, 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 me. I love America. I really do. You know, it lets me do and live here and do what I want, I guess. But at the same time, it's we lost the care about other people. And when you go to another foreign country, like it's completely different. In Romania, they're very loving towards others. There is some of that me, me, me personality there, but it's not as bad as America is. We're very, very compacted as a country. I'm pretty sure if you probably went to China, you would probably see the same exact thing just because of the amount of overpopulation that's there. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. when you look at like, I had a certain instance happen. Um, there's this kid, they called him Andrew. Um, his name is Andrea. I think it's Andrew. I don't know how to properly pronounce it. I don't want to mispronounce uh, or anything. But my job when I was there, when I would look at them, I said, why does your name say Chris? And they go, oh, my name is Christoph. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to call you Christoph. He goes, no, it's America. You know, the same thing you did to me that I could say. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing. I, 
I said, mm -hmm, no. Mm -hmm. Well, I say no, because I want to learn your name properly, because I know if I went somewhere and somebody was giving me a nickname or something, I would not like that. I literally went to my manager. I went to everybody that worked there. And I said, stop calling him Spike because of his hair. He does not like that. And they go, what? He loves it. And he wouldn't say anything. He would just smile and nod his head. And then I would talk to him on his own. And I would be like, dude, why don't you just speak up? And he goes, because it creates conflict. If they want to call me that, that's fine. But please, since you know me, don't call me that. And I said, okay, Chris or Christoph, I'll, 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 I'll settle it. And I went there with him and I said, he does not like to be called Spike. Don't call him it anymore. And, you know, they all looked at him like, he loves it. He loves it. And then he sits there and goes, no, I don't. And they go, what do you mean? He goes, it's a pet name. And they immediately change. And he thanked me for that. I said, it's not my, it's not my, don't thank me for that. That's not me. Or that's not my duty to do that. I'm a person, and I'm treating you like another person, you know. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it it you mean that it it it's not um, it doesn't deserve like extra gratitude. It should be given. No, like, it's, it's, it's it it should it's, be. Uh, it should be yeah. a thing that we all do. See, the thing is, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. I get upset with this. With um, if you go here in America, there's people that donate, but they donate for the satisfaction of donating, so people know in the store that they donated. I watched a man during Christmas time donate to the Salvation Army. A guy was outside ringing a bell for a red jar to put money in. I don't know if you've ever seen that before. Yeah. Um, the guy literally walked up, went to put the money in. The guy was not looking because another woman was having a conversation with them because he was wearing a Santa Claus Broncos hat. So she was like, you're Denver and talking about Denver football. And they're like, I don't think they got a shot this year or something. And I'm like watching this guy stick his money there and then sit there and go, hey, man. Hey man, hey man, like get his attention. And uh. after like 15 <laughs> tries, the guy looked over and said, Oh, thank you, sir. And then he put the money in. He goes, Thank you so much. Ring the bell. He goes, This man donated. Thank you. And I looked at him. I was like, You only did that for the gratitude. Like I, t I tell people when I buy something and they go, Would you like to donate a penny or something for the SPCA or whatever? I'm like, Sure, yeah, round it up, donate that money. And they go, About to ring the bell. I said, Don't ring the bell. They said, Why? I said, Because I don't need to be thanked for this. And then I just walk out. I agree. I um, I mean, there's so many uh, when talking with you. It's there's there's so many topics that I'd like to jump onto and discuss, but there's just too many to pick from. So I'm just gonna pick one. Um, the thing you said about you know that people do things for for you know, to get the recognition, to get the reputation, to feel better about themselves. Uh, this goes into very deep philosophy, but, but I think that it's, it's, I, I've even made a, I used to make YouTube videos. I made them for like two years and I made these kind of monologues about philosophies that I've come up or encountered and liked. And I made this video where I, I basically say that, altruism doesn't exist like every action we make is inherently selfish even 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 the most beautiful things which doesn't make them any less beautiful but let's say you uh you you didn't have to worry about this guy who they called spike you didn't have to like it didn't harm you uh, for them to call him Spike, but you did it. It's 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 generally, if you ask someone, it's considered an altruistic deed, and it's a very good thing that you did it. Uh, but but if you go like one level deeper, then you did it because it it disturbs you that he gets treated like that. 
Well, I, I took so much time. I told them every, I even pissed them off with this too. I told every single one of those students, I said, you write down 10 words in English and 10 words in Romanian. I'm going to learn your language. And mm -hmm. I would go around to probably around 10 or 15 of them. And I'll grab so many of their papers every single day. And I would, I would bug them about it. I'd be like, look, where's, where's the 10 words? Where's the 10 words? They're like, oh, Rob, the 10 words, the 10 words. And I said, just, I'm trying to talk to you. I want to be able to learn stuff. And after a month or so, I mean, I was on the radio speaking to them. I learned, I mean, obviously some of them there were just writing down the dirty dirty curse words i was like i can't <laughs> say that man i don't need to say that in english and yeah. uh it was fun though because it, it got a way to connect and i got really like deep with a lot of them i mean they still hit me up today how are you doing man how are you doing and all the stuff and can't wait to come down if you ever come down here i've had a few of them a few of them on the podcast and it's it means a lot to me because what i think it is is just being human but i think much like yourself we both kind of experienced the same thing People that tend to think this way have been neglected or have been hurt through their life. I was for a long time. I mean, I wasn't given the light of day because I was seen as an idiot or I was seen as something. And it really had me looking at the world and looking at people differently, seeing that people really like I've even noticed doing this. You know how many times I ask somebody how their day's going or what they're about or what their job is? And you know how many times I get that question in return? Like... I don't know, uh, one out of 10. Zero. Nobody, when I'm doing this podcast, it usually focuses on them, obviously, which I'm happy to do if someone wants to talk about themselves. But and then anyway, the way I wanted this to be was a conversation, back and forth banner like me and you are having, not an interview. And I've you know, never been asked that question of how's my day going. And honestly, you know, it's some days it's not going good, but I really love the conversation aspect because I believe if we just start looking at each other and stop being so selfish about ourselves and doing all these types of things, we're going to awaken a whole new generation of care. You know, you, you gave me, I don't know how to call it. I think you gave me a, a very unique mirror experience right now. Uh, as you, as you said that, you know, I don't remember what, what quite the line was, but it was that we don't take uh, the time to, uh, like you actually took the time to learn their language, to, to go, to be very intimate, you know. It takes time. It takes energy. Like you sitting down right now, getting to know me, it takes an hour of your time. It takes your attention. It takes your emotional capacity. Uh, what I felt at that moment was that when we, when you called me on this show, you suggested that I, I, I take an episode that I enjoy, I, I get a listen, I get an idea of what is it, what it, what this is, and I was resistant to it, and uh, and you uh, and you said that, that that I feel you feel like I'm lazy, and I said <laughs> I'm def, def, I'm definitely lazy, which is true, uh, but but. At the same time, I also, as I said it, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm lazy, but I'm also busy. Like, it's an hour of my time to listen to some, some, some conversation. I have so many things I have to do. But this is, this is where the mirror or the realization moment hit me that, that part, that could it be that this, uh, let's say, uh, plague of not caring or, or like this epidemic of not caring that we have is, is because we we are in this culture of more 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 uh, we want to have more not not in the sense of well, pro, pro, possibly in the sense of like 
finances also but but mostly like we want to fit as much into our life as possible but but there is this bruce lee quote that it is not about the daily increase it's about the daily decrease so it's not about having more and more in your life it is finding out that i cannot i cannot ask every person i pass on the street if i go through through you know uh, the middle of the town how is their day going uh, but there are people, there are like 10 people, there's, there's my family, five people, five friends who, are, who I really truly care about. And, and you have to, um, you know, you have to make your, you have to pick your battle sort of like if every, each, if each and every one of us has 10 people we take care of, we give, we give meticulous attention to, then, then, uh, then this will already have this kind of a change that you described in the world, I believe. I agree. Thing, I, yeah. I, really, I really like what you're saying there because what I, what I try and tell, like, it's the same thing with the world, right? You know, with the environment, everybody's like, if everybody just did their part and did this and did this and did that, it's like, if you just, it's not your job to take care of the whole world. It's not your job to ask every single person on the street, you know, how their day's going. But ask one, ask two, ask three, as much as you really want, but it's a ripple effect. It's going to start bouncing to everyone. Positivity is going to end up spreading. This is when I told you I have a problem with self-care. I do believe on both sides of the spectrum, self-care is needed, but I believe that self-care wouldn't be needed if we were much more positive towards each other. 100%. The problem is, like, I, I literally was explaining this to someone in my family last night. I was like, I think self-care is kind of stupid. And she said, what do you mean? I need my days. I need my Saturdays. I need my whatever to be able to relax. And I said, you wouldn't need that, though, if your day wasn't so stressful during the week at work. You know, the reason yeah, why you yeah. love your days off is because you're stressed out at work all the time. And that's because you're being around a negative environment. The more negative of an environment that we create as people by isolating ourselves, not having conversation. When you have a conversation with somebody, you should feel energized. You should feel charged. You should feel a connection. You should be perfectly fine. But when you have a conversation in this time, in this period, in the way the world's going on, most of the time it's half-assed conversations with autopilot responses to where you feel like you're you, someone threw a wet towel on you. And when that happens, you know, I've had a few podcasts where I've been sitting here like, man, you're draining me, bro. Your energy's down. But I, 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 I always feel energized afterwards. I'm always ready to go take, I feel like I could fight four bulls or something, or at least like, I don't know, like shoot testosterone in my ass. I have no clue. But, you know, I, like <laughs> yeah, I said, yeah, yeah. I, I like to get deep and emotional sometimes, but For I believe sure. that life needs humor. That's why I try and crack small jokes here and there. I like to seem like an idiot because being serious all the time creates that in the world. And I think the world's already so tense as it is. Why can't we just learn to, you know, relax and love? Yeah, 100%. Uh, I, I lost my I lost my train of thought again. There were so many places where I would have liked to jump in, but I I don't want to interrupt you. Um, I, I think as like you mentioned that you were bullied uh, before we got into the podcast, and and you started working out to you know as as a form of uh, of showing yourself that you have control of your life. You you can make a change. You you can improve. Uh, there was this, exactly the same for me. 
and um, and I remember that one of my coping mechanisms, because I had it since a very young age, and the turning point wasn't until I was like 16, 17, I think. And, and I start, started working out when I was 16. But up to that point, my way of feeling better about myself was um, getting the confirmation that people like me. So in in that attempt i became a master like a human chameleon a ma manipulator when i'm talking with you right now i would be your robbie's ideal version of arthur if if i were talking to my mom i would be her ideal version of me and i learned to do this so flawlessly that that everybody liked me. You know, in school, you always have, you know, you don't get along with everyone. We're all different, you know. You don't, you don't match with everybody. But everybody liked me, but no one liked me enough to hang out with me after school. And this, is, this was the, the, the breaking point when I realized this in the 10th grade. That was when I decided to become authentic. I was, I was just, I was in school and I hated going to school and I didn't know why. And, but the reason was that, that I always acted. I was never myself because I, because, you know, I wanted to feel that people like me. So I, I became so good at reading them and always agreeing with them and doing it so flawlessly that people didn't understand. But subconsciously, they felt this wasn't genuine. You know, whether I was, you know, I, I could have said, told them a positive thing, a negative thing, whatever it is, you can still sense whether it's it's a genuine thing or not, just, you know, at the, at the back of your head. And and this this was a point when, when yeah, I, re I remember writing it out on paper that everybody likes me, but I have no friends. And and I think this is uh, I I got carried up maybe a bit off topic but but I think this is one of the uh, one of the things uh, when you started talking about this America and 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 I talked about Japan and this kind of false uh, politeness and, well, and I, false... I don't think it's off topic at all. If you notice the name of the podcast, kind of let you know <laughs> that there is no really topic. But what you said there is: Am I getting the real Arthur? Is is that is this is this you or is this if this is a chameleon version like you were saying you know oh this is this is uh this is me and i am so happy to tell you oh my god i i i'm so glad i could uh, this is me and i'm you can't see but i'm smiling so wide right now this has uh this has been a, like a a following theme throughout my life this this um pursuit of of being genuine and and more genuine and and i have um i i work in media i'm a i'm a radio host there's a lot of advertising and 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 people uh that's, that's the biggest problem because like my family like i told you comes from broadcasting and radio mm -hmm. and i remember what my dad said to me you know like i've been around them i know what their voices sound like and i know what their stage persona is yeah you know, it sounds you know, with people with a chameleon personality tend to fall into radio because it's all an act. Like the, when I first started the podcast, oh, yeah. it was literally like, what is your what is your voice going to be like? And I'm like, well, I'm having conversations for, you know, an hour to two hours long where someone who might be a podcaster might be recording on the other end. And, you know, it's like I don't want to come off like, you know, doing a stage voice and end up losing it halfway. So I'm like, let me just talk like me. So I chose this. This is my actual voice. This is how I talk. It might be up some days, might be down some days. I'm an insomniac. So if I'm recording at three o'clock in the morning, I'm probably like, uh, uh, uh. but you know, I, 
it's about being true and about being real. It's why my podcast uses your real name. It's why I usually start off by asking what you do professionally. I don't care about any of that. If you want to bring up an, if you want to bring up fucking football, bring up football. I don't care. I'll talk about anything with you because I'm trying to show you, even if I'm not super interested into it, you can get me interested in it because all you have to do is display that emotion. You know, throughout my life, like. I, I understand with the chameleon aspect. I became an introvert for so long that I was like, I can't live like this anymore. It's not fun. You know, it's, it's, there's something missing about life. And I had a buddy call me in an attempted suicide that really kind of made me realize that we need to start caring for people again. And I've had buddies that did the same thing you did, just agreed, never really displayed their own opinion and kind of just was everybody's like oh he's an okay guy he's an okay guy he's an okay guy yeah 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 this is this is this is really really spoke to me right now we did this exercise in in ninth grade where everyone got in the class you got a, a piece of white paper taped to your back and then you could uh you know walk around the classroom and write like i would we would be friends uh we would have had you know this one nice uh, summer hike to the to the lake and i could ah you remember that time by the lake or you could write the hazer oh yeah jenny yeah, Cristano yeah. by the lake oh yeah <laughs> yeah exactly and and everyone had this kind of like memories you could take with you to the summer break and and everyone had these cool stories i was writing it on everyone's back and reading what others had already written on the person's back and i was like oh this is so cool can't wait can't wait to read what's on my back and then I take off the paper and it's it's like about 10 times people have wrote friendly and about 15 times smart. And, and then there was this one girl who was like, yeah, we had a cool sleepover and that's it. And that's when I felt like, like, what is, like thinking back was when I realized what had happened, but I just felt kind of empty and left out when 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 that did happen but what i wanted to get into uh with this with this fakeness is that that why is it i think it's more and more like dominant there's a lot of we need to we need to uh uh how do you say uh we need to um very very be very mindful of what we say nowadays because it's uh like i love dark humor and and uh, and it's it's uh, I I I love I love Estonian stand up which is like super dark. Well, I'm a, I'm and... a huge stand up fan, dog, and I know oh, exactly. Oh, I, love I know, it. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's this hate culture type thing. Yeah, uh, it's 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 very it's very. There's I think there's people. I don't know. I'm like it's another interesting topic, but I'm not gonna get into it to not go off topic. But but there's something wrong with people that they feel yeah. like they have to. They have to fight for everything, things they don't even care about. Like, like they just get insulted by by everything, and you have to be very mindful. And and if you're like, if you want to do things professionally nowadays, I could have been 14 and and made uh, I don't know like some like a sexist or a racist tweet or something, and it could bring down my career today. So I think this is one aspect of it. The second aspect of it is because everything is such a business, you have to always, you know, uh, present yourself to get the job, to get to the school, to promote your Instagram page. It's it's there's there's a lot of it's it's very. Uh, I'm not. I'm not saying capitalism is bad. I don't think so. I, I I'm I, I'm quite for it. But well, but, have but you I, ever seen I, Dave Chappelle's um, comedy special, Sticks and Stones? 
no, but I've been recommended it a few times. You should definitely watch that because the first thing he does is he attacks hate cultures. He attacks LGBT communities. He attacks everybody all in one stand-up special. And the reason why he didn't get a lot of flack was he was being pretty honest and pretty true about everything he said. There's a point when you're going to a comedy show and you're literally paying just to hear something that's going to piss you off just so you can complain about it. The thing is, when one thing got passed, everything started passing. And then people started hopping on that like, oh, I can mm -hmm. get attention mm -hmm. by letting mm -hmm. that piss me off. Exactly. And that becomes a big problem because now we're seeing with stand-up comedy, the only jokes that are acceptable anymore are the ones that are making fun of the person themselves. Yeah, Such exactly. Like, I remember I was doing this and she told me I had a, a weird asshole. And it's like, as soon as, <laughs> yeah, yeah. As, soon yeah. as that comes out, you start laughing because you're laughing at him. But it's you can't crack jokes on the audience anymore. You can't crack jokes around anything anymore because everybody's so ready up in arms to fight about it and complain about it because that's their ride to success. They can use that to get a little bit of fame, get a little bit of money, take somebody down, get an article about them. Everybody's looking for that that moment, that fame moment. It's literally turned into Wall Street I, where everybody's stepping on each other's throats trying to get to their price or trying to get their business ahead. I mean how many businesses back in the day, the big giant companies that – crush smaller companies to get where they're at instead of doing it the right way and helping one another get up there can i uh i'd like to i think this what you said that people are attempting to get their five seconds of fame or whatever you called it uh i'd like to suggest like an alternative phrasing for this 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 the reason why we have this phenomenon it's uh in my opinion it's we it life was do you know that what the maslow pyramid is Maslow pyramid of needs. It's it's a it's a it's a it's a tool in psychology that, that explains how people fulfill their needs. So at the bottom of the pyramid, the widest part is uh, is uh, safety. Let's say that you have bullets flying over your head. You're in a ditch in a war zone, and you're hungry. You don't even think about the hunger. You don't have a job. You don't even think about it. Yeah, your first instinct is to get to safety. So the next uh, next one we have is food and shelter, so you can survive. If you get out of the 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 you know bullets are no longer whooshing, you can actually think about God damn, I'm hungry. I need to survive. Once you fulfill that, then the next block is, uh, if I'm not mistaken, is belonging. You want to have a family. You want to have friends. You want to be part of a community. Uh, and after that, it gets more and more intricate, and and it's it's uh, it becomes. Uh, I think there's uh, self-realization, lets you feel that you're giving your all, you're you're valuable, uh, your your life has meaning, and so on and so forth. And that there's religion somewhere and and spirituality, uh, but it begins from the very basic needs, and it gets more and more narrow uh, uh, to the top. And the better we live. Uh, the more occupied we are with the, with the higher end of the pyramid, you know, we're not worried. Uh, we who we live in, in in the civilized Western world, we don't have to worry about safety. We rarely have to worry about you know uh, about getting food. We're never hungry more than like an hour. There's always food available. So what has happened is that in the olden times, uh, especially when we had like world wars 
happiness was really easy to come by. You, your happiness came from fulfilling needs like safety and food and having your, your, your son back from war uh, or, or not having to go there at all. This was, this was, but now that we're, life is getting better and better and better, we are more and more, uh, we know happiness is harder to come by. Uh, the needs that we have are so much more complicated. So what we essentially have, we have, we have satisfied the safety, the food, we have uh, families and belonging, although this is already lacking because of, as you said, this, this lack of connectivity. But what we're also very much looking for nowadays, living in, and I'm talking about this, this Western world, is, is meaning. We want to feel that our lives have meaning. We don't want to just go to work nine to five, pay taxes and die. We want to have a meaning. You know, you want to change the world in an X way or, 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 or a Z way, or there, there's something, you want to feel that you matter. You're not just some piece of meat going to work and paying taxes. So it's, it's not easy to come by to, to find your mission. Like we could say that you're, so to say, crusade to bring people closer to each other. This gives your life meaning. This is, this is, this is <laughs> your wanna, reason. I want to buy a suit of armor every time you say that word. <laughs> Uh, well, <laughs> I, I mean, like, I, mean, I you... like it. I like it. I like it. Well, hold oh, on. Well, you, you brought up so many good points. Like, but especially... I'll finish okay. really quickly. Just, just one idea, and and the reason why we have so much bullshit people getting uh, getting insulted and and hurt, and and we have this kind of like um, everyone are such snowflakes, and and we have uh, people dealing with so many bullshit subjects, uh, spending their time and energy on it is because they want to feel that they matter. So, I mean, there are obviously things like we have to take care of the in environment, things you're, you're supposed to be fighting for, but there are things you don't need to be fighting for. No one is actually insulted by them, but, but they take upon them this made-up crusade. No one actually needs them to fight this fight, but this gives them like meaning that, that this comedian joked about small dicks, I will stand up for it. This, this, I am now a, a good person. I've done something. My life has meaning. And this meaninglessness of our now, modern lives leads to this kind of dealing with bullshit. Well, it's the same thing. It's, it's, it's the same thing with babies. Babies, what they'll do is they'll fall down and they'll turn around and look at the parent. And if the parent's looking at them and with concern, they'll start crying. But as soon as you don't feed into that, you know, they, they learn that they can't get attention that way. Mm -hmm. People are mm -hmm. starting to want to get attention, um, but they're doing it in the wrong way. Have you ever listened to Joe Rogan's bit on this? Uh, which one? He's got one where he talks about this is what happens when people can get food too easy, when we can't go fight for it or can't get it ourselves, when we become too comfortable. He goes, I might have. When I might we, have. When we stop, like if, if you can't kill a cheetah or an, a whatever, a bear with a hatchet, you know, it's, it's too comfortable. It's, it's true because as society, our biggest issues right now is what someone's tweeting about or coronavirus. Now everybody's attention's on that. But when it comes to, Back in the day, we used to worry about food. We used to worry about electricity. We used to worry about heat, cold, all these other problems. But technology has made us too comfortable and too soft to the point where now our biggest concern is, what am I going to do after Brett calls me? What am I going to do later on Instagram? What post should I do? What Maybe what yeah. filter? And when that happens, you start to pick and prod at a bunch of other things you shouldn't be picking and prodding at just because you want attention, you want conflict, you want all these things. 
And that's what starts creating a hate culture. I don't know how many times I reach out to someone to do this podcast and same thing like you. What's it about? What's it about? I'm like, just check it. Just check it. Just check it. Please listen to an episode. I, I don't I don't care if it's two minutes of it, but I want you to know what you're getting into. I'm a person out here that's trying to have a conversation with you. So many people that I reach out to go, what do you want to talk about? What are you trying? What do you <laughs> what, what do you what are you about, bro? And I'm like, yeah. what do you mean? What am I about? They're like, are you here to attack me? I'm not here to attack you. I'm here to have a conversation with you and show everybody that it's not difficult to but, do this. But let but let's be honest, that's rare. This we don't expect people to be this to do what you do. We expect them to have an agenda. And that's this is why it's natural that all the people you talk to, they have this kind of a defense mechanism. It's because this mindset we've been living in for so damn long is let's fuck over the next guy. Well, guess what? Yeah. I've always been for about people. I've always cared about people. I've always done this. It doesn't matter. I've had people that have bullied me through school, hit me up later after seeing my six pack pictures and being like, Hey man, like, I know I bullied you in school. I'm really sorry about that, but I really want to help. I want to lose weight. I want to look like how you do. And I'm like, I'm more than happy to help you. Here's a plan. Here's what I do, but don't follow it. You need to do your own thing as well. You know, you don't need to go yeah. to the gym every day. Like me, I do that because I feel whole when I do that. That's my stress relief. Much like checking your phone first thing in the morning, mine's putting on my running shoes and going to the gym and working out because every time I grab that weight, it pulls out the stress. People go, you have such a good perspective on life. Fuck, no, I don't. I have things that keep my demons away, man. I have things. Everybody's got demons. Everybody's got problems, whether it's the small voice in your head that tells you you look fat in that dress, whatever it is. We all have these issues, but the thing is when we can let them consume us, we lose. And even coming from that perspective, like I will admit, you know, I have severe depression and I have days where I don't want that. I'm up 19 hours, 20 hours a day. Okay. I only sleep maybe three or four every two days on a good, that's a good, it's a good, it's like a good week, I would say. And so when you're sitting there alone with your thoughts and you're doing all these things, bad things start to happen. So I have things that keep those bad things in check. And I always look to the perspective. The best thing anybody has ever said to me about anything, especially trying to describe it, at least me to somebody else's, he's Robbie. He's not good or bad. He's just Robbie. You have to talk to him. And that means the world to me because that lets me know I'm not just some random person that can get washed away from your memory. I'm somebody that sticks in there, whether I say something really stupid that cheers you up later in the day or whether I'm, you just look at me like, what? Like, I don't understand. It's, uh, I, you mentioned this becoming more introverted and it's something that, that, that you were introverted. For me, it's, I've always being everyone describes me as a big extrovert uh, and I've noticed this changing and and for example uh, about all this this news this coronavirus I, I didn't know about it until a friend of mine who's Chinese came over uh, to, a, to a dinner with my family and and talked about how his family is in a quarantine in China uh, the, the reason is that I don't read news because there's so much fake bullshit there. There is there is so much irrelevant stuff. What what kind of local influencer named named their named their dog what? And, <laughs> and, and 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 the same is true with people. So I have I just realized that I have kind of I have started to to go by these Bruce Lee's words that it's not about the daily increase, it's about the daily decrease. I want to find the things that bring happiness to me. That I I, I love my family. 
check. I, I give time to them. I love having a good health and running. I, I, I take time for that. Uh, what what really makes my soul shine is is the fantasy worlds and creating them and D&D. So I take time for that. And and the rest, if, if I, if I like, there are things I have to do to, to sustain myself, like, money and uh and so on and so forth but 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 I, I i started to eliminate things that i don't really care about and because i have this kind of um i'm kind of kind of a bit like disappointed in in the way people are how how um how uh not how shallow they are then then i've kind of started to alienate myself from people because because right now when we're talking you like indeed you say like you're no Einstein, but I can confirm to you, you have a very interesting way of viewing the world and and not widespread, um, I'd say, I don't know if the word is interest. You know, so many people go through the life without never asking a question, just being along for the ride. But, but you know, you kind of, hey, let's hold on, stop the cart. What's, what are we riding in? Where are we riding to? Where are we coming from? This is this inquisitive mind. It's, it's very interesting. And I got if, questions, if, damn it. I just want if, to know is flat earth is real or not. That's all. Yeah. Well, if, 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 if more Robbies walked around on the streets, oh, don't I'm... wish that on anybody. Holy <laughs> shit! This this I'm... would be a messed up society if there were more of me. I can't. I feel like God was <laughs> like, "Hang on a second, make one of this kid because if there's two, the world's gonna blow up." So let's just do that. How's that, by the way? Because because you know you you've just told me about your depression that these are tools for this keeping yourself in in such uh, awesome shape is is a tool for you to fight off depression and so on, and and the demons inside you. Um, how is it? Because because before you told me that uh, you're like 22. Uh, I I was going through. I'm 25, and right now I, I I'm. I basically live with my parents. Like I pay for my expenses, my own expenses, food and et cetera, but I don't pay for rent. And this is the, this is the, this is the situation. So I kind Lucky of look bastard you. I Holy look, I look, crap. yeah, I look, look down on myself because I'm like, because there's guys I know who are 25 and have a kid, have a wife, have a house, have a car, have a lot of loans also, but, but you know, they're from the outer perspective their life seems more put together and so as i was listening to you i was like oh you're 22 you have three years more than than um than me on the clock so to say and then to get to wait you said you're 25 right 25 yeah yeah i'm three years so, less than you well no I, I meant that you have more time left you know uh, oh, I, oh, yeah. I, I like time the pressure to be significant to do something with your life to have uh, not 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 social pressure, but pressure from myself because I want to enjoy my life. I don't want to. I want to build something that enables me, like you said, this taking this entrepreneurial leap. This is what I've been trying to do for years, various uh, ways that doing Sip things. It like a fine wine, you want to enjoy life, not really rush it. Yeah, you know? exactly. So many, I ha I hated YOLO so much because like everybody was like, you only live once, you got to do everything at once. It's like no. You could die tomorrow, and you could die 90 years from now. 
but yeah, it's it's life. I would never ask for immortality. I would never want to live for forever because oh, you know for sure this is such an interesting topic also <laughs> i've i've asked you know how many people i've asked that question i think one out of ten people are the ones that say they don't want to live forever everybody else is like i'd love to live forever i'm like no you don't because watching people die around you watching things change and the world consume you it puts things in perspective you get weighted down faster and you know it's it's hard to really watch and it's hard to see but you know you brought up a good thing like you could have easily have judged me by just say, me saying I'm 22 and I'm a fitness freak and then immediately going through my Instagram page and seeing six-pack pictures. If you read the captions on my six-pack pictures, it just shows people, guys, this is just lighting. I haven't eaten in like 12 hours. It's all bullshit. Don't look at this and think this is what everything has to be when you start working out. I and, try and, people, sh- and people would think that this is fake modesty. <laughs> Well, I try and tell people like the bodybuilding magazines, all those things. Stop following those. Follow real bodybuilders, people that love to eat. People like I restrict my calories pretty heavily, and I've been just getting over like just being able to eat a slice of pizza without going for like a 20 mile run. But, you know, I, I have my own mental afflictions when it comes to body dysmorphia or something, but I try and tell people. All you got to do is just put in a little bit of effort. Do what you love. If you love fucking kayaking, kayak. That's an active exercise. Just moving around. If you like to run around in your house, do that. If you like to play with your dog, do that. You don't have to go to the gym. The gym was just my solution. And I tell people, do what you love. Like, I'd rather do something I love and fucking suck at it than do something I hate and be really good at it because – you're not going to be happy. You're going to do the same thing you mentioned earlier about being this mindless nine to five job lifestyle. It's bred out for factory workers. And that's what the school system is. That's what the work system is. It's all about paycheck, get the paycheck, get the paycheck. I worked at a job for four years and I thought it was going to be temporary. And I ended up leaving because I was like, I fucking hate this. This isn't yeah, what I want. Yeah. yeah. What, what the fuck? I'm 22. I don't have shit for me. Like that's that hit me at such a level where I was like, "Damn!" Like what? What? I, all I ever wanted was my name somewhere. It was my name to be remembered by somebody. That's all I ever wanted. And I I try and bring that out in every single conversation. I try and show somebody just remember me. You know, I know that might be selfish, but it's no, no, no. What's what's your second name, Robbie? Robertson. Robbie Robertson. Yeah, it's my. There's a guitar player named after me, but he has my Twitter handle because he's <laughs> he's like 65 and doesn't write any songs, but he tweets like 40 times a day. So thank you to that guy out there. No, no, it's it's. I just I just wanted to get your name to to truly remember it. But but the reason I was talking about your six big six pack uh, pictures previously is because I I was I was looking at you and I was like, shit, like he's 22 and he he's he's already like he's doing like podcast stuff already because i started doing this a year ago so it's like 24 he's 22 doing this already he's got he's like ripped and and i was like like when you when you get this this very shallow picture of someone you might we, we all have our demons as you said but but the thing is we never acknowledge we only acknowledge the we don't acknowledge the captions under the six pack pictures we only acknowledge the six pack pictures and this is a thing that that Stephen Bartlett um, a guy whose podcast i listen to a lot it's called the diary of a ceo he he talks about this this why social media is so evil he says uh, is because we we um, i see robbie uh, you know looking fantastic on a picture 
there are days when I look fantastic, but 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 I don't like the other. We don't share this shit days. We don't when we have diarrhea. We don't post a selfie on on, on Instagram like, hey guys, me having here diarrhea, Dude, looking like. All shit. right, hang on. When you have <laughs> diarrhea, I'll let you know. When I when I take my dump. I am shredded afterwards. So that's probably when you will see an Instagram picture because I'm down to like <laughs> no nothing inside of me. I'm like, look at this six pack now. But it's true though. Like the perspective thing. Like I'll, I'll give you an yeah, example. Um, we compare. My, well, at, at, at my gym, for instance, um, I've been going there every day for seven years. I've just like it, it just started happening recently. It's a lot of older people go there. It's a 24 hour fitness. Usually I go there around like one o'clock in the morning till 3 a.m. That's when my day starts. And, um, recently I started going like maybe a second time or something and, you know, just coming in there, doing some light exercises, kind of, you know, figuring some stuff out, getting some stuff that's been jammed up in my head out. And I'll have a lot of the older people go up to me and they're like, they'll give me like this look, like this weird look. And then like, they'll be like, how long you got on that? I'm like, um, you can hop on it if you want, man. Um, I'm just, you know, I'll be more than happy to wait if you're in a rush or something. And they go, whoa. And I said, what? And they say, I didn't expect you to be like that. I mean, you just look like another teenager punk kid coming in here, trashing the place. I was like, no, man, I'm Robbie, man. I'm, I'm a cool dude. Actually, try, try and be nice to everybody. But if you want to hop on the set, hop on the set. And they completely got this weird view of me. Now, every time I go in there, they say, Rob, what's up? How you doing, Rob? How you doing? I'm like, what's up, man? How you guys doing? Yeah. Keep on working at it, guys. Good job. Good job. And then I just keep on doing my thing. I put my headphones in. I shut up and I do my thing. I've had so many people misjudge. But it's what we do as people, though. We misjudge other people because we see with our eyes rather than getting to know somebody. We, everybody has technically body dysmorphia when it comes to maybe not yourself, but a view of somebody else because we constantly make comparisons. That thing will never go away. Even if a monk could make a comparison against somebody. It doesn't matter. It's that slight thing that pops into our head because we've been bred as people living in this world so long that it's all got to be about judgments. Every song that's on the new or whatever the new trending list, that's all about like, I got 600 Benzes that are all white with hot tubs and bitches. And it's like, hang on a second. I don't have any of that. So now I feel like crap. All I have is a Prius and it sucks on gas. And then it's like, we go into this mindset of judging, judging. Why do they have new pants? Why do they have nice shoes? I want nice shoes. I don't make enough money. Oh, my life sucks. And all this starts going into your head. You start becoming really depressed. And you come home and you want to sleep. And it's like, let's not do this anymore. Let's break that out of that. Go to I go to Walmart in my sweatpants. I don't care. Like, hey, what's up? I'm buying a pineapple. Welcome to my life. And then just walk away. Do something stupid, random like that. It doesn't matter. It's going to start showing people it's going to take that negative nancy kind of second thought out of their head and show them the real world show them like there's people here oh my god like not everybody's an asshole everybody just needs a little bit of care and love and happiness but it's hard because the world is draining and i understand that i i think you care because you've you've been through shit yeah. And and I think people people start to care. Like like we get back to the to the same same thing where we started from that that you need problems to live. There is there is uh do you know what uh, there's there's this cartoon called Adventure Time and there's this yellow dog there, Jake the Jake, dog. Jake the dog. 
bacon Cake pancakes, bacon, 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 pancakes. bacon, bacon, pancakes. Exactly. Well, he has this, he has this quote that to live life, you need problems. If you got everything the moment you wanted it, what would be the point of living? And this is, this is my definition. Like someone asks, what's the, oh, what's the meaning of life? I'm saying there's a no meaning. I think, I think life happens uh, from the friction of, of having a problem and us solving this. So you like like happiness and i feel very entitled and and uh and spoiled saying this but i think being easier is easier when life is harder so because because you it calibrates you it, it it like it makes you care about the things that actually matter it makes you not care about the things that that aren't actually important so since you've been through shit it's shifted your 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 mindset it's it's made you look for a solution but if you've you know had everything handed to you uh since you were born and and it's it's really easy to be this this negative nancy this whiny valley girl you know <laughs> whose 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 only problem is that like you know when when she breaks a nail it's like end of the fucking world everyone sucks everyone gets screamed at everyone's gets you know i don't know she tells someone badly they feel bad go tell someone else badly it, it's it's this chain so so wh where i want to finally arrive to is this idea i don't know if you've heard it but i think it's so very true it's that that hard times create strong men these strong men create good times these good times create weak men these weak men create hard times and the cycle continues so what i think we're at where we are at in this cycle is that we have really good times and it's really easy really convenient to be a shitty person well i'll get all right i'm going to toss out a couple quotes because you quoted bruce lee earlier in the beginning and i want to quote yeah. bruce lee again but one of my favorite quotes by him is that god gave you this life because or god gave you this road because you're tough enough to walk it you know that means your problems are your problems they only fit you don't put them out on somebody else yeah. another good quote is from a cartoon courage the cowardly dog i don't know if you know it yeah the love fuck, it. the fucking eel in the bathtub that's like <laughs> courage life is full of imperfections but that's the beauty of it and i'm like oh shit like the eel in the bathtub is right life is full of blocks and problems and issues and things but it's the beauty of it you have to look deeper into the surface you have to uncover things and realize that if there's a problem that happens whether it's you know, your tire going out, whatever it is, there are things that are manageable and there's things that are unmanageable, but always expect that something can happen. The thing is, there's another quote out there from a movie. I think that the people that, that had the less problems in the world, they, the dude said was that it was dumb people. And I asked, like, I'm sitting there looking back on it now and understanding it's because they're not fully hyper aware of everything that's going on around yeah. them. When you become yeah. so intelligent, which I've noticed from kind of doing the podcast, you know, not to pat myself on the back, but a lot of my knowledge has come from talking and experiencing a lot of other people, whether it was astronomy, astronomy uh, radio researchers, whether it was biochemists, where, whether it was just a dude that does construction, that wants to do sushi on the side. You know, I've talked to hundreds of people every single day and still, hundred, I mean, probably 50 more to even release. And it's like talking to all these people, I start becoming 
really overloaded with a lot of information and a lot of issues. And you start to notice why smart people or very knowledgeable people that are very intelligent are very isolated from other people because they can't handle anymore. Their brain is so filled up with so much information and so much stuff that they're worrying way too much. I started noticing that, you know, I love the podcast. I love doing it. I love talking to people, but there's a point where I was like, shit, I'm hearing a lot of people's stuff without getting my own out. And it's, it's becoming weird and it's becoming crazy. It's becoming a little bit too much for me to handle. But, you know, I think everybody needs to be able to express themselves to somebody, whether it's let, let them scream into a pillow or something. But it's the reason why therapists all have therapists. It's because you can diagnose somebody else's life and you can see insight into theirs, but you can never diagnose yourself. You know, it's, it's very, very complicated things when it comes to the human mind. And it's so fascinating and interesting and why I'm always questioned by it so much. I just love looking at it and all the types of things we used to think about to where we think now to every 10 years, new information, exposing the old information is bullshit. And it's like, wow, people, we need to wake up. Like, it's not about self-care. It's about caring for each other to where we don't need self-care to where once we fix us as people. We can work on the world and then we can work on whatever else. And if you want to create an iPhone 40, I don't give a shit. We'll be okay, you know, because we need to find the ground and we need to find the foundation first. Honestly, I, I, I wish you'd write a book and then the, the sub headline or, or maybe why not the headline would be, we don't need self-care if we just care for each other. And, and I, I'm going to be honest, <laughs> I'd buy the book. Um, I, I, I cannot stress enough how, how sympathetic what you're doing is, but, 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 but just to, mm, there, there is a thing, like, like you said that you always, people have this radio voice and you want people to come on the show and, and, you know, be completely, the fa the fact Real. that, be completely yeah, unreal. yeah. And have nothing affect the way they ask and what they ask i just realized that there is a thing i have not been asking uh, because you are recording this and probably posting this it is it is um, it is exactly asking more about you and the reason it is is because i imagine you've done so many episodes that if, if someone is you know continuously listening to these conversations they already know it because you've probably already addressed it just to just bring it up dude it's cool it's cool Let's, let's no, I'm, 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 we, I'm, I, I, we can't yeah. have secrets. We can't have secrets. Can't do it. Uh, like, like, how are you doing? You told me right now that. Oh, that. Okay, yeah. I didn't want to. I didn't want to. I, I usually don't like talking about myself in that way, just because. I, you know, everything's too certain. I've been dealing with an intestinal issue that's been going on for a while now, and very few people know about it. Um, very few people in my family know about it. The serious of it, but been in and out of the er and stuff and kind of handling it we're trying to get it figured out and i i don't know what it could be um nobody really knows but trying to get it solved but you know it's not something that you know i i just i never want anybody to ever feel sorry for me i never want anybody to look at me or baby me or treat me any different i i honestly if i could keep it a whole bunch secret i would but it's gotten to the point where it's really can't be a secret anymore but you know i try and show people or tell people i've been asked to be on podcasts by past guests so many times and i tell them okay well what's the show like what are we doing like i'll be more than happy to flow with your show and they're like no it's going to be about you it's going to be an interview it's going to be talking about you and i'm like no i'm good i'll pass man sorry 
They're like, what do you mean? Like, you don't want to, I want people to see your stuff and find you. I'm like, it's out of the blank. Look it up. I'm the last person that needs to be interviewed. I'm nobody special. I'm just a person that's starting to realize that as the world, we need to start working together. And that starts with conversation. That starts with opening up. And that starts with becoming more loving towards others rather than hating and making slight comments on Twitter or whatever. But this message that you just worded, don't you think that this is worth sharing? You know, if you could go on someone's podcast and talk about this, this would have a positive impact. If people really wanted to change or really wanted to go find it, they would just look it up, like I'd say. I mean, I I suck at plugging myself. I'll do it as a joke, like follow me on Pinterest or follow me on Farmers Only or something. But for the message to spread the way it's been spreading so far is all the feedback I've been getting, which you will see on my personal Instagram. Every single feedback, every comment, every person that said, I love doing this thing. This guy's awesome. And I post that on my own because – that's all I ever need. I love to hear that someone had fun and someone really connected and was really able to kind of open up or just talk or just be able to, you know, it's like creating a friend, man. And it's like, I'm glad. Like I remember everybody who's been on my podcast and I might blaze out on some of the stories or whatever that I've been told on there after doing so many, but I really truly think that everybody does matter and that needs to be spread. And if people really want to find that, I don't need to sit there and shout off every plug, plug everything. Just don't be lazy. Look it up. It's not difficult. You're saying two conflicting things, which is which is rather interesting. It's it's uh, it's you're saying that everybody matters, and you're saying that you don't matter, and you're saying that everybody has a story to tell, and you're saying that I am the last one, last person anybody should interview. Are you feeling like I'm just asking you? Uh, do you feel that maybe you're making yourself tougher you're making like a tougher face because you've had such hard times you've had to toughen up that you you perhaps have this kind of a, a tough shell of, of not being completely maybe vulnerable or or like like maybe 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 devaluing yourself even a bit you got me in the therapist couch now oh god the emotion well it's more like i think people are a priority over my own you know i always have put people ahead of me at least when it comes to like i i'll tell all my friends and it'll even go for you too if you ever come to america and you know live down here but um i tell my friends if you i don't care what time it is i don't care if i'm sleeping i don't care if i'm 50 states away you call me when you need me and i will come and get you i've had two people this year do that that i saw a picture of them on snapchat walking home when they live a state away and I've drove at two o'clock in the morning to go get them. And I picked them up and they said, dude, I didn't take you seriously. I was like, I'm a real motherfucking person. And I, I mean it. I do because I was like, I know you have a kid at home too. And that's bullshit. I'm your friend. It doesn't matter if we don't talk every day. It doesn't matter. I'm a real person. I'll, and when I say I'm going to be there for you, I'm a man of my word and I will do so. And I really try and show people I I'm, I'm not trying to put myself down at all, but I'm definitely the last person to be interviewed because I think there's so many other people that want it and really kind of need it and really deserve it more than I do me. Yeah. It'd be cool to be talked about and get in a magazine, but that's feeding my own ego. And I don't need that. I've learned to be dependent. I've learned or not dependent, independent. I've learned to grow up by myself. I learned to only count on myself, but anybody can count on me. And 
it comes from a perspective of obviously mishaps and trusting people that where it ends up failing, but you only learn from that process. I try and hold myself to a standard of you need to be strong, you need to move forward, you need to see where it can go. And if it ends here, it ends here, but just know that you tried. And that's what I always relied myself in with the gym, especially only person that stops myself from going to the gym is me. If I get in my car and I hit a flat tire, which has happened in the middle of the snow, I will fucking walk there because you have to rely on yourself. And I think if people were more reliant in themselves rather than relying in other people until we can fix people, you need to, that's where self-care does play a fact. You need to kind of rely on yourself, but understand that this world can change so easily if we all just took the steps to be a little bit nicer to each other. And sadly, that doesn't impact people. You know, it, people don't want to click on something that's positive unless they're in a downward spiral. They only want something that's going to cheer them up. Nobody wants to hear, you know, we're in this giant movement, um, invisible illness, which is true things. But a lot of them are talking about their stories and them overcoming and them not feeling sorry for themselves. Stop looking for somebody to cheer you up when you're sorry. Do it for yourself because people aren't going to do it at this point in our lives. A lot of us aren't. Maybe me and you might help them, but a lot of people aren't. But there are people out there that have that mentality. I don't. I don't know if I. I don't know if I would because you know there's there's when you told me about how you how you how you will be there, you will be there for your friend no matter what, no matter what time, no matter what weather, you will be there. I have I have two kinds of emotions when I hear about this. It's a really close friend of mine a girl uh a woman uh she she's exactly like that or at least she used to be she the most selfless the most caring person i know and and she was always there and she was like like a workaholic she worked hard and even when she had a lot of work still to do if a friend called that that she, they had had a fight with her husband and, and they needed someone to talk to, a shoulder to cry on, she would always be there. And and I'm I'm like I've as as we established a bit before, I've always been an advocate of uh, of uh, of selfishness as a way of actually doing good in the world. So I always told her that you cannot take care of people unless you take first care of yourself. Like you will be so much more efficient at taking care of other people if you've taken care of yourself and and you're the tool that helps you got to take care of the tool first otherwise it won't last and it did happen for for her she disappeared off the face of the earth like we have this group of friends and no one knew about her it was it was unheard of she was always there she always answered she was always available always ready to help and she was just gone and she broke, there was a moment, a tipping point when she could no longer take it because she wasn't taking care of herself. She was like you, like like you said, always putting others before her. And and nowadays, nowadays, now when I hear this, like you just told me at one point, like my first reaction is always admiration. Like, Robbie, I admire you. You are... Please don't, please don't do it. You're feeding well, my okay. ego. Well, <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, you'll live. You'll live. Uh, so this is the first reaction. But my second reaction is is that, Robbie, I'm seriously fucking worried about you, dude. Like, 
this is this is uh, this is admirable this sounds good but this is not this is this is a very short term way of doing good in the world uh, a long term way is is robbie first because robbie can take care of others so uh what do you think I, of I, this approach? i'll give you a good thing when i was telling you about the guy that called me at three o'clock in the morning mm -hmm. um with the suicide thing i had lunch with that kid my junior year of high school so i only met him basically 30 minutes um every single school day and it was just brief lunch conversation chit chat he calls me five years after we've graduated i haven't talked to the guy in basically six years and he calls me at three o'clock in the morning drunk and saying he's on his roof about to jump off. He's ended up bent. He's been on my podcast before. Um, but I was like, dude, it's two o'clock or three o'clock in the morning. You know, actually it was two when he called, we talked until probably three or four. And I was like, I'm getting, just getting back from the gym, man. Like I got work in the morning. Is, are you okay? Do you, do you can, can this wait till tomorrow? He's like, Oh man, you know, and I'm just, you know, I'm on my roof right now. And even though we barely, kind of talked in school I always knew you're a true person and then after talking deeper and deeper and kind of understanding him a little bit more I realized I was in the same place as him and his life was a thousand times better than mine but the thing is our minds can still be at the same place it doesn't matter if you have everything in the world or you have nothing at all you can still think the same as somebody you know as somebody else and when I was, I was talking to him you know I started this podcast because I think that's all that was needed was just that conversation because afterwards you know he started feeling better he came back on the he came on the podcast explained the whole thing and then he ended up doing more episodes of my spinoff podcast and I, I told him i was like it's just fun it's just me and you shooting the shit you know we're talking we can do that with everyone i'm talking to people that i have never met in my entire life it is possible for you to have a conversation <laughs> with somebody yeah literally i reached out to you today you came on today there was i talked to you more than i talked to anybody so far all that little small chit chat like oh this is me this is my instagram this is that that's more than i've done with anybody it's just i, I it's read the room read the conversation just talk it's not difficult it doesn't need to turn into somebody stabbing somebody in the throat or talking about how vegan you are i don't care just do it i think i, I first of all I very much agree with you. <laughs> Second of all, uh, I think you made a really interesting or like a very valid point is that, that, you know, no matter which kind of a problem you're working with, no matter on which level of the Maslow pyramid you're operating on, you know, you could say that the guy who's in a ditch with bullets flying over his head is really worried for his safety. And the, the valley girl whose, whose latte has spilled and, and feels like it's the end of her day that, that, you know, they're, they're, they cannot be compared. One is absolutely delusional about their problem. But the thing is that that for her, yeah. because this literally everything else is perfect, this for her is bullets flying over her head. So you can have a person whose life is objectively looking better than you, you know, uh, maybe maybe more friends, better relationships, more income. I don't know. I don't know how you would measure it, but, you know, you just said this, that the guy has a better life than you it doesn't mean that they that a person that has so to say a better life than you could not be more depressed from a, a smaller problem you know i think that's a very valid point to understand when we when we talk about being empathetic and understanding people and caring about them then if you 
I think it, it's an important thing to keep in mind because sometimes we may, may encounter someone who is like, like because I've had this, there was this girl who was dreadfully ashamed that she, I don't know what happened, like she, she the, the laundry got mixed. She had to wear different kind of uh, socks to school. And I, 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 I saw she was really distressed. And I was, I was so adamant about, like, you have to tell me, like, let me help you. Well, what's wrong? And, and I remember that I was, I was really young. I was, I think I was 15. And thinking back, I'm not happy with my reaction. But she told me, finally. And I was like, <laughs> you kidding me? Like, are you, you're literally joking me like this, this, you're so down, this cannot be what's wrong with you. And I was, I went there to console her, to be there for her. And the effect was, was the, was the opposite because I was like, what the hell, who, who, who worries about this? So I think, yeah, that you made a very, very valid point. Uh, Feel free to continue. I, I really, I really kind of see it from because I think it's all of a perspective shift. You know, sometimes the smallest problem is the biggest problem for somebody else. You know, their their problems, like you were saying, the person in the ditch with the bullets flying over them, compared to the girl who didn't get her Starbucks frappuccino or something. They're mm-hmm. both comparable because to each to each individual, it, it's a complete matter of necessity. For her, she doesn't know what other problems are bigger in the world, and that is her biggest problem. For some people, that is what it is. You know, for me, I had four tires, or no, three tires go out in a matter of a month, all run over by nails. I don't know who the fuck was dropping them, but I had three flat tires. I paid over a grand and a half of car, ins- or car kind of money um, mm-hmm. out of my bank account. It was not fun for me. I was very depressed. And when I asked somebody like, is this what life is payment after payment after payment? I was given the answer. Yeah. And that wasn't what I needed at the time. And I realized it's just a problem. Now it's not going to matter five minutes from now. It's not going to matter 10 minutes from now. It's going to end up changing and we're going to see something happen. And it took that time to get there, but I ended up getting there. Uh, you, uh... One one like I'm I'm taking it a, a bit in a different direction, but but you um, every time I give you praise or I which I think is well well deserved, you kind of shy out of it or you say that it beats your ego. What is it? Uh, what is it about it that makes you so careful to take praise or to feel good about yourself? Because I feel like it's not deserved yet. I guess I would say I'm not doing anything different than what anybody else could be doing. I'm just having conversations and taking the time to do so. Have you worded for yourself what would have to happen for you to feel that you deserve it? Yeah, I think I know what it is. It's everybody would have to start talking again. And that might not ever be accomplished, but that's a thing I'm okay to work towards for. Because I feel like if you have a goal that's accomplishable, that's okay. I think it's good to make the side steps or I guess what you would say, um, uh, like, like little checkpoints. But when the end goal is really, really accomplishable, it doesn't make it worth putting in any effort for anymore. And I feel like if mine was so accomplishable, like if I just have 500 episodes, or if I have this, I'll, I can stop it. I can do this. I'll be okay. I'll be the best. I'll, I would accomplish my goal. But then, it, but is it is it like a defense mechanism that you're afraid of getting? getting content with yourself so you set yourself a goal that it will not be 
uh, reached at least within your lifetime or <laughs> or ever. Uh, but but it can always be, and it, I think it always will be worked towards. So, do you think it's a bit of a like a defense mechanism? No, I think it's just me just putting in work. I feel like if I let it be too easy, I'll definitely get so comfortable I'll get bored with it. It's the best part about having ADHD and being insomniac is I get a lot of shit done. I mean, when you don't sleep, you're thinking of weird thoughts at two o'clock in the morning. Like, why the hell do socks come in different colors? Why don't we just stick to one color? You know, why does the washer have a dryer next to it? Or why are there two in the same thing? I have no clue. You know, your mind can wander. And I feel like this keeps me at a goal and a task where I feel like I'm doing at least something. You know what I mean? It's it's same thing with work. When you're working, you're doing something. It keeps your mind. But what is that progress getting you besides a paycheck and some items and stuff? Why don't we just start changing maybe having conversations with people, creating connections, having people talk. I formed podcasts and I have formed companies that have started to work with each other, selling each other's products. If I can give you insight to make your business better, let's go use my idea. Fuck it. I don't give a shit. Make money. I don't care because we're all here together. And why the hell are we all fighting against each other when we can just as easily work together? Do you have a business I freaking wish I want to own Honey Smacks, but those sons of bitches won't let me buy them. What are Honey Smacks? Are you shitting me? Oh, I'm, I'm from halfway across the world. I have no idea what Honey Smacks are. It's the best damn cereal you ever have in your life. Oh, really? Look up Honey <laughs> Smacks after this, for the love of God. I've talked about this so many times in the podcast. I have cereal reviewers that come on and nobody reviews Honey Smacks. And I'm like, what is going on, world? It's it's it has a frog on the front. That's all you need to know. Oh uh, oh shit! We have those. Yeah, you, I just googled. We have you, those. What do you call them? Uh, n no idea. Something else, but but yeah, it's exactly the same. I had a dude in Australia say about Rice Krispies. He says they call them rice bubbles over there. I'm like, that sounds like a horrible explosion. Well, it's. I think now that you say rice bubbles, I think it's something similar here. Oh, but that frog, frog is definitely, definitely, yeah. I, although I haven't seen them in a while. I remember when I was a kid, we used to have them. Look, I had two goals in this podcast of people to get on. One was a mortician, and I finally did that. And then the second one is the CEO for Honey Smacks. So if you're listening out there, CEO of Honey Smacks, you can be my sponsor, and also. I will eat bottomless bowls of honey smacks for promotional reasons. If that's what. <laughs> so, so uh, what do you have to do to get him on the podcast? Have you reached out? I have reached out and sent multiple letters to Honey Smacks, and nobody has returned my call. But don't worry, don't worry. I'll keep pressing on. Where's the headquarters? I don't know the exact location. I've just sent emails to this random thing. Well, on why don't you find out? Why don't you go there? Because it's like looking up out of the blank. I don't want to do it. <laughs> Why not? You know, work. one of the, one of the, one of the, like, do you, do you, do you go to work right now? Yeah. Uh, what do you do, if you don't mind me asking? Work at a casino. Oh, cool. What do you do there? That I can't display. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> that uh, I actually can't talk about.
Okay, okay, fair enough. Uh, well, yeah, I was wondering that maybe, maybe if you if you didn't have like a uh, a full time job, you could actually go there. I think I've learned uh, from my father and my my younger brother. It's uh, I have a very entrepreneurial family, which is also one of the reasons why I've, I've really like been shown the benefits of it of the the pleasure of creating something yourself making yourself and why i'm very very intent on getting into it and and finding my angle um it's it's there they are i think being an entrepreneur anyone can do it but there are definitely qualities that improve your chances of succeeding in this area and i think one of them is this this lack of rational thinking or rational fear like it's very very uh reasonable to not uh feel like marching into a honey smacks headquarters and, and just you know you google it there's i don't know steve steve is, is the ceo of honey smacks and just walk in there and you're like hey i have a meeting for steve and just bluff your way in you're like is steve here you don't even ask for for you know that uh, could i get a get a time just is steve here i have a talk i have a need to talk with him you know they do that kind of stuff you know they they get behind the table with with people who are running ikea because it had to do with some of their businesses. They just ran into the headquarters, just flew there, took a one, one-way plane ticket, walked in there, just asked, I don't know, is Steve here? And just bluffed their way inside. And, and they got there, they get shit done because you know every, like so to say, reasonable person would be like, that's not a nice thing to do. They have hired secretaries, so, so so they wouldn't have to deal with just people walking in you know it's 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 common courtesy but if you just you know you have you lack the the <laughs> i don't know how to call it you you don't let it stop you i think this is a very uh it's, it's a crazy powerful tool for your life so so i mean i, I i'd encourage you got my ass motivated to go to the honey smacks factory fucking get to the honey smack ceo just walk in there with i mean how cool would it be if you had like a like a bowl ready <laughs> and you just walk in there crunching on some honey smacks and you're like your first words are sir they should definitely let me get a meeting because i got salmonella from that damn cereal so i don't give you know that's Ooh, and i still okay. eat that today i look i went and spent five dollars on a box of honey smacks then the next day i went into walmart after getting extremely sick the night eating those things walking into walmart and they took every honey smacks off the shelf because of salmonella poisoning and i said i have a box i bought yesterday and I got sick from eating it. Should I throw it out? The guy said, yes, it probably has salmonella poisoning. You should definitely get rid of that box. I finished that fucking box. I said, you live <laughs> by the smacks, you die by the smacks. All my listeners know about honey smacks, and I hate ketchup on eggs. That's what's up. Wow, man. Man, I wish I wish I was so passionate about a food. But, you know, there's people who, like, like I got to get my morning coffee or, like, my brother is, is, a, is, a, is a whiskey enthusiast. Like, oh, this is such a good whiskey. Or, or there's people who love wine or, or, or like, craft beer. I mean, I, I guess I could say I've, I'm I've a pod, kind of... I've podcasted with them all. I've podcasted to reviewers and people that make them. But the one yeah, thing yeah. I always stress is honey smacks. What's so special but, about it is it's original and I fucking love it. There's no bland, there's there's no out of the world like 
crazy chocolate chippy ball sack in your breakfast, lunch for fruity diabetes, whatever in your cereal. It's just cereal. That's what's awesome. It's like Raisin Bran. What's so <laughs> awesome about it? It's yeah. just cereal. Man. And and this is this is what I want. I want to be like, I want to have an area of of what I can like. Oh God. Like some people collect stuff or or snow globes. Like, Snow globes or like D and D players collect dice or or like wine uh, fans connect wines or like you are so passionate about honey smacks. I wish I had that. I, I, th I maybe I do, but I it's maybe it's so natural for me that I don't notice it. But 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 I think I don't, and I I'm quite envious of that. <sighs> so. What it, honey smacks is something you oh you already told me I was about to ask you what you don't like and you told me you don't you don't like uh, ketchup on on eggs. It's, it's my dad does it and they're all from Baltimore and the I had a Canadian guy send me a picture of ketchup on eggs just to get me upset and I'm like it's just why just why but <laughs> I think you know the world like we hit on some major good things obviously with jokes at the end and stuff but you know I really appreciate you Arthur coming out and doing the podcast man like just being able to talk to you I knew from our brief conversation before that we were going to have a good chat dude because I think we think around the same lines you know and it sucks that we're on basically two different sides of the globe but you know it's how long have we been talking probably about an hour almost hour 40 what oh i oh, i Okay, I I didn't didn't realize. I thought we were nearing in on an hour. That's that's well, what happens when you get into a good conversation, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. It, it it shoots out the door, and that's what I try and tell people. Like a lot of times, I'll sit here and I'll be like, "Oh my god, like what is this? What is what's happening? Are we not have we're not even having questions in our, our conversation? We're just asking questions." But when you get something like this, you know, it's it's true flow. It's true to people speaking. Nobody really cares about themselves that much. They just want to hear the other person and their thoughts and their feelings and whatever what's going on and seeing where it goes. You know, you know, from doing so many interviews in your professional and also in your podcast is question after question after question. It's like, oh, when's the next question I'm going to ask? What's a good thing to bring up? It's it gets difficult and it gets boring sometimes. But when you have a true conversation where the person brings you in on it and lets you like let's shoot let's shoot the shit back and forth it creates a flow that is so beautiful that i don't know it's one of those bonfire moments it's it's uh, as i understand you're kind of wrapping this up and i think it's a good place to wrap up so i i, I don't mean to uh to <laughs> to prevent that but but i think that i wanted to ask that i forgot but now i remember it's it's how do you pick these people you pick you, you pick the most the most random people, including me, like, for example, how did you decide that, that, that this guy, because you didn't see me, you saw my meme page, my, my D and D meme page. How did, how do you decide that this guy who made this meme, I want to talk to him? Um, to be a hundred percent honest and it's going to hit and it's going to hurt a little bit. I reach out to everybody. So I basically just send random messages to everybody with a certain hashtag or I just look at stuff I find interesting and start sending cool. messages out. No, it's not it's, to it's... discredit you, but that's the whole, I think also love about it in general is that I get a surprise, you know, I get like when you come on, you know, it's like mm -hmm. I send out an invite to somebody, like you're saying, everybody comes from this mentality that someone's going to attack somebody. A lot of people don't answer back. 
So I'm sending out 50 and getting maybe two responses back. And then when I get that response back, it's like, how far do they really want to be on it? How do they know? You know, everybody wants to be on something that's super, super popular, but my podcast isn't you know, big or anything. Mm -hmm. So when you see it, it's like, what, what am I going to get out of this? You know, that's the first thing that usually pops in somebody's head and getting to know you and be able to, first of all, have a conversation with you. You, it's just it solidified my friendship with you i would say you know well i am so grateful that you did reach out i mean i'm i i, I in no way do i feel less because you reach out to 50 people and i'm the one who answers it's it's i think this is what, what what's the kind of like the essence of your your message and your podcast is that anyone has a story and this is why reaching out to anyone can have a, a a great story so i, I know I'm, I'm really grateful i uh I, uh, I, I i like because we're finishing up and i was checking the time i picked up my phone and i saw that you wrote to me in the instagram that you're not waiting any longer i'm so sorry i made you wait i i, get I it. you I'm... were covered in snow but i was sitting here like i'm gonna hold this poop <laughs> until he he gets on here and the next thing i know i'm like all right i it's getting to the point but then i started talking and now it went yeah okay well uh i'm 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 really glad i i got to be here and, <laughs> and do this and uh and i'll i mean let's try i'm terrible at it but let's try to keep in touch and i'll, I'll definitely keep an eye on what you're dude what you're i'll doing. definitely keep in touch with you man i'll definitely add you to a close friends list too so you know we can stay constantly bouncing ideas off each other too having conversations man because you're you're a good dude and i really appreciate you and i think i want to give you here a minute at the end so you can promote your instagrams you can promote your pages you can promote everything because people need to find your content as well feels off doing this right now but but i will i will only i will only promote one thing it's that if you're into dnd then you can check out my page dnd archive on instagram but that's the only thing uh this is this is this is my thing this is my honey smacks dnd is my honey smacks and and by the way the next time i'm going to a shop i'm getting honey smacks because i can't remember what they taste like yes they're <laughs> they're so bland that's what's awesome about them there's that little sweet scent of honey and then you get to see the frog on the box and it just makes your day man I'm telling oh you. man it's 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 been a pleasure and 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 it's so random and you've been a i i, I really hope i don't strut your ego too much but you've been a a, a ray of sunshine Yes, feed me my ego. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Arthur, for being on this episode of Out of the Blank Podcast. And stay tuned for our next episode.